he comes up behind me and like his forearm like hits me kind of in the back a little bit like a little shove whatever and he's like in my face telling me that i cut in line have you ever thought to yourself i could write a book on that knowing you have great stories but also accepting you'll probably never write it but now you can join us a couple of regular guys telling our stories and hoping you'll share yours my name is Derek. My co-host is Mark, and this is I Could Write a Book. All right, everybody, we are now in book six of the I Could Write a Book podcast. That's right, we are now on the sixth episode, and today we've got a good one for you guys. We've got some, I feel like, some funny stories ahead. Um, real quick, don't forget about our Twitter. It's at Pod. And of course, if you have any stories that you want to share with us, please share them to our library because we really, really would love to be able to have a library episode soon where we can share some of your stories anonymously or, or however. And you can share your stories at our email and it's icwbpodcast at gmail.com. That's icwbpodcast at gmail.com. And without further ado, Derek, what's going on, man? Oh, thank you, sir. Without any further ado, here we are. Yes. And uh, just talking about our um, funny stories and uh, what we were just referring to before we joined in to the pod here. Um, today, we're going to be diving into some awkward situations. So this is something everyone can relate to. And what we were talking about just a moment ago, we're not going to revisit every detail. No, no, but. No, 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 no. Um, let's, let's roll into, uh, something real quickly. The awkward situation of being a teenager and you have that first, um, girlfriend, right? We talk about it from the guy's perspective. The awkward things that can happen if, uh, you know, you're holding a hand or, you know, sometimes on the uh, guy's side of things, you don't want to have to stand up too quickly. You know, if even if you've been snuggling on the couch or you're not even doing anything wrong. Um, but just those hormones yeah. uh, as, a, as a young man, those can put you into some awkward situations. And so, yeah, that's uh, we were visiting some of the um, younger days there. Uh, yeah. for just a moment and so that uh that leads us really into our awkward situation so i just uh i feel uh for anyone that goes through that and that is an awkward situation that you don't want to go through um i have one other little situation uh that's really close to that as far as awkward situations go and when it when it comes to that uh whole that that time of your life how awkward is it when you walk in as a kid and you're going in for your very first physical? Oh man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I actually was thinking about that just yesterday. I kid you not. I was just thinking about that yesterday. You were just thinking about your first physical yesterday. Yes, that's, I was. Yeah. That's could, odd, bud. Well, that's no. Odd. Well, I was thinking about it because we were talking about this for like doing awkward stuff for the for the podcast. I wasn't just like reminiscing on how, you know, awkward that moment was. 
you know, uh, sitting on my couch, just sipping some coffee, just going, oh, what, what a day. That was a good day. No. Um, yeah, it was definitely awkward, man. I I mean, you want me to break it down for you how it went for me? Or do you want to go first? Because obviously it was awkward for you, too. I'll, I'll go ahead because the level of detail you go into will tell me what's appropriate for the episode. Okay, so I don't know about for you, but for me, my dad was with me. And my dad was had to be in the room with me because this like the office said because of how old I was that I had to be in the room or my my dad had to be in the room with me for it. <laughs> so that just took it to a whole new level of awkward. I was already going into it like I'm going to be having a stranger doing things to me that I'd really not want them to doing to me and now i got to deal with my dad's in the room too <laughs> so um yeah the, it started out uh awkward level like 10 and then it just shot up to like 15 when i find out my dad's got to be in the room with me then the doctor comes in who's a female by the way and says do you um no do you mind if we let our trainee do the physical today no, that was a female. That that's the story that all young men tell to try to like one up their buddies and be like, "Oh, my physical was done by this really cute doctor." No, no, no. I'm not lying here. I'm not making up stuff, and I'm not trying to look all cool, right? Like legit, it was a female doctor. If I were to guess, she's probably you know forty plus in age, if I remember correctly. If I'm wrong, I don't know. But anyways. Um, she comes in, she asks, would it be okay if I let my trainee do the physical today? And in my head, I'm thinking, whatever, like this is already awkward as it is. So I was like, sure. Then comes walking in a younger 20 to 30 year old female to my physical. And Mm. I... Just remember being so embarrassed and so nervous and thinking to myself, why is this room so cold? (laughs) (laughs) And just like. And and how how old? I mean, you must have been then 12 something. Yeah, I think I was probably around 12 or 13, something like that. And I think I was there (laughs) because I was wanting to try out for like the the football team of the school that I was at and had to have the physical before I could join the team and all that. But yeah, it was super awkward. And then super awkward that I've got my dad, you know, right there in the rooms, you know, seeing everything that's going on as well. And you know, my dad, you know, like, so when that stuff is going on, he's, he's leaning in, making sure that nothing's <laughs> off happening, you know, like making sure they're not doing something inappropriate. And it was awkward to say the least. So let's, let's move on. Let's, how, did, how did it go down awkward. for you? That's extremely awkward. I don't, I can't say anything even close to that. The only thing I can say is that, uh, first of all, there's, they're, they're awkward no matter what. So the only thing I can say about my first physical is that I think it was done by either the same doctor that birthed me hmm. or it had been like our family doctor for years because we lived in this very small town. So the same doctor is everybody's. So I know that everyone in my family has gotten these checkups 
I just picture this older <laughs> guy that's just like, oh, Derek, you're growing up, young man. <laughs> when you were just a young man. But but no, seriously, like, <clears throat> all right. The introspective part of things here. Seriously, doctors are professionals, but they're also people. You cannot tell me that something like that does not run through their mind. That it's something, you know, just thoughts like, oh, I know their whole family. You know, I mean, like somewhere in the back of this mind, he's being like, that boy right there, he got it out of his family. He's the one right there, you know, or and of all the people in his family, I feel bad for that for that boy. <laughs> I mean, like you got to know that that these doctors know. Yeah. And so, I had a, you know, I just, I don't know, but awkward situations um, for me is that it is a, it's like that first physical was super, super awkward. But anyway, just those young, those young, young teenage, young man years, uh, they can hit you pretty hard. So I've got a couple of uh, interesting stories that I'm going to break down into different segments for you here in just a little bit. But for now, I think uh, I'm going to take a break. We should take a small little break so I can get something to drink so that we can get rolling into some more of these stories. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Go for it. All right. We're back from that break. And I've got some, some more awkward things that I want to bring up real quick here. Um, these, are, these are just some small things that I've been thinking about leading up to this. Mm-hmm. And I know this topic has been talked about probably before by, by other people, but I got to ask you, I know what I do in certain situations in the bathroom for a men's bathroom. But when you walk into a men's, men's bathroom and let's say that the wall has three stalls, mm. if the guy is on the far right urinal, well, I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. Let me correct that. Three urinals on the wall. So if the guy is on the far right urinal when you walk in, where are you going? If you okay. have to use a urinal. Uh, going to the far left, man. Far left. Okay. Okay. You don't stand by him. <laughs> if you walk in and the guy is at the middle urinal, what do mm-hmm. you do? Uh, I'm checking for an open stall. Yeah, me too. Okay, I just want to yeah, make sure that I'm not that, standing next to him. That you and I are no. on the same page with that, and I'm sure a lot yeah. of a lot of guys. I feel like that's almost kind of like a a guy code thing. Yeah, it, it's got to be a guy code. However, you walk in, guys in the middle. First of all, guy, hello. Why are you going to the middle? <laughs> yeah, unless he was just okay. a straggler, like when he walked in. Yeah, but even still, Maybe. like if it's three three urinals, that means he picked the middle one to be next to somebody that was on the outside. Yeah. And, and and maybe there were already two people there, and he had to go into the middle one, and they would just so happen to finish up real quickly, Stalls and I, we caught him at a bad time. Yeah, right. These things can happen. However, but if 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 all the things are full, and you have to stand next to another guy at the urinal, you better walk up with some confidence. And you pay no attention to them. Mm-hmm. You don't even acknowledge them. Nothing. Yeah. I would think the only time that's acceptable is if there's just a bunch of drinking going on. You're at a sporting event. You're both fans of the same team. And you're just taking a leak. And you're just, what's up, man? 
you know, some, talk about something that's going on in the game or something. Yeah, I think if but I if I took they, that approach, I'd be like looking at the ceiling while I'm talking to them, like yeah, observing yeah, that's, observing that's, the ceiling. <laughs> that's probably more. You know, that's probably that's probably more acceptable. But there's not a lot of exceptions. Um, you just you just don't acknowledge each other. Yeah. Yeah. How awkward would it be for you if somebody did start talking to you? If you know, if you're the guy on the outside, somebody comes to the middle urinal and starts talking to you. How how awkward do you feel on a scale of one to ten? Mm. Yeah, it's an awkward situation. However, um, I put myself through these exercises in life where I feel like I prepare myself for certain things to happen. Mm-hmm. So again, even if I have no idea what to say. I just pretend like I'm confident. And if they start talking, I'm just like, yeah, brother. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, man, this is crazy or whatever, you know, just whatever they say. I just have some (laughs) generic response uh, like it's no big deal. It's crazy, man. You're holding yours. I'm holding mine. This is a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Just have confidence. right? Just have confidence in whatever you do. But first, try to follow the etiquette. And if you can't, hey, you can't. But you can't go into it, you know lightly go in with some confidence yeah the next thing that i have here it's another small one and i'm you know i may be alone here on this one um but i don't know what it is about me and 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 i'll go ahead and say it's probably me but it could i could be wrong and in fact there's some situations where i know it's not just me but i feel like Roughly three to four times out of five that I go to a drive-thru to order food, it's awkward. Either I feel like the person on the other end is in a big hurry, which I understand. It's fast food, and they probably have a lot of stuff going on. But I feel rushed. I feel like I have no time to tell them what I want to order. It's like I'm ordering a cheeseburger, right? And before I can tell them that I want to have cheese on it as well, they're asking me if I want cheese before I can even finish saying cheeseburger. <laughs> or, you know, or say I want the number one. And before I can even spit out cheese, they're like, do you want cheese with that? And I'm like, oh, man, I was about to get there, but okay. <laughs> and that kind of stuff makes me feel awkward. And I don't know why. Um, it's either that or the person's like, having a rough day i'm guessing and they're being short or rude and i get it 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 probably sucks whatever they're going through Mm -hmm. but that kind of stuff makes me feel awkward man i mean am i in the uh, am i the only person between you and i that feels that way or do you have you had awkward moments in a drive-through what do you got for me no i don't feel awkward um here's my response to drive-through situations you pull up and they what do they say to you when you pull up Oh, we'll take your order whenever you're ready, right? Mm-hmm. I always say, okay, thank you. And then I'm thinking about my order. And then if you take more than a few seconds, what do they say? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. hey, order whenever you're ready. Yeah, right? they'll, yeah or, usually or they'll like repeat that. it or you still there. Yeah, they'll say, right, order whenever you're ready. <clears throat> so my response is always, okay, thank you, I will. Yeah, that's what I say to them every time. All right, thank you. I will. That's when I'll order. Is when I'm ready. Okay, so 
I no, feel like I'm at, I don't feel I feel like I'm at an auction when pressure. I'm in the drive through. I feel like I have to spit no. that order out as fast as an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel the same way, like uh, like the pressure, you know, just not wanting to upset anybody or something like that. But yeah, well, I mean, no, I, I, I just I don't doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm worried about upsetting them. I'm just worried like. I get that they want to keep the line moving kind of thing. And, and I don't know. Like, I honestly, like if, if they were to tell me like, Oh, you're taking way too long to order. I would probably be like, okay, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, <laughs> but I don't think it would upset me, you know, and I wouldn't be too worried. about yeah. it. So I don't know why, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing about me. I get a little, get a little awkward when I have to deal with something like that. Um, the the other thing that I have, um, it's just another small one, is those breaking the ice moments. Like when you meet somebody new. And what I think makes this especially awkward is people are just changing, right? And I feel like a lot of people that I've met lately, um, especially in the younger generations, getting to know somebody or just introducing and, and just getting that breaking of the ice out of the way, talking to somebody is really awkward. It's difficult mm-hmm. to communicate sometimes with people, especially people that are younger than me. Um, it, you know, I don't even know how to even begin breaking the ice with some of these people sometimes. And, yeah, you know, I'm, a very introverted person so of course that doesn't help but you know it's more of a serious note i guess it's not really something to like laugh about but breaking the ice for me is a struggle sometimes and it's very awkward to meet new people those are awkward <clears throat> those are for sure awkward situations but i have something for you and people just like you all right i don't okay. like meeting new people either which is why i thought of this okay so it's an app. Okay. Here's how it works. Say you're meeting somebody new or you're running into somebody at the store who remembers who you are, but you have no idea how you know them. You can't remember their name, where you met them, but they know you. And you're just like, come on, say something. Say something to trigger a memory. Say something to trigger this so I can remember who you are or what your name is. That's an awkward situation as well. But I got something for that. It's this app because your phones are listening to you all the time. And what this app does is it is obviously listening like all phones do all the time. And you have these code words triggered in it. And so maybe you have a particular word that's like, you know, maybe it's a phrase that you've programmed that you say like, you know, oh, great. It's been a while. And if that's the phrase that is triggered by your voice, it makes your phone ring automatically. Your phone just starts ringing. You're like, oh, yeah, I got to check who this is calling me. All of a sudden, it's an important phone call. Got to go. No time. Don't have to talk to the person. Don't have to go through it. Apologies. This is very important. I've been waiting on this phone call. Out you go. No problem at all. So anyway, 
and pick it up. And, uh, you know, anyway, that's my idea. Uh, maybe there's a, a, you know, like I said, a phrase or a word or something, but that for me, uh, would be fantastic to get you out of some of those awkward situations, but meeting people new, you know, not a fan. You always got to pretend like you're interested in everything about them because if not, you won't even talk because I think a lot of times people are not, people are not interested in you, right? Like you meet someone new, they're not really interested in you. So the only way there's going to be a conversation that goes on is if you pretend to be outgoing and interested in them. Yeah. You may be onto something with that, with that app idea. You may be onto something there. (laughs) And, and also to just kind of talk a little bit more about the you factor, I guess, of, of meeting somebody new and trying to be interested in what they talk about from my, from my perspective of it, talking about our our last pod now perspective. Um, a lot of my thought process whenever I meet somebody new is think about the time I have in my life and how I manage myself as I go through time. Right. And I think to myself a lot, do I have the time to commit to forming a new relationship with a new person and a new friendship and, and being able to, incorporate them into my circle and and all that right like these are things that are running through my mind sometimes and that's when it gets difficult for me to really be engaged in a a conversation with somebody new is i'm thinking to myself am i really going to continue building this relationship with this person and if i've made it up in my mind that i don't think that i'm going to continue building this relationship to the point where it's like going to be a friendship or whatever that's when it gets really difficult and awkward for me and i'm like man <laughs> i yeah. i don't think that this is you know this is going anywhere so and then that's when that app's <laughs> going to be great that's where that apple yeah you're like have you tried those new pistachios oh my phone's ringing <laughs> That's right. That's a fantastic. That is a fantastic uh, code message to say. Yep, there goes your phone. Let me check it. Hey, sorry. Put you you put that finger up, right? You put that finger up. You're like, oh, one second, one second. I'm so sorry. You know, (laughs) just like I gotta, I gotta take this. I'll catch up with you next time. You always whisper, even though the phone's still ringing. You think you gotta whisper? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then you walk away, but. Absolutely. So, um, meeting new people, imagine you met someone new and you use their bathroom and clog their toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I've, this has happened. Uh, we had, we had some, uh, students that would stay with us, uh, from Europe and, uh, I would love, uh, for, for the student that this happened to, we took them over to a family friend's house for the first time. And the first time we were there, they used the bathroom clog the toilet they're in a whole new country they've only known us a few weeks they're meeting these other people for the first time clog the toilet they would probably, had to come out and tell everyone uh the toilet's clogged they would probably say that american toilets are just not made with high quality and that was that's yeah. the source of the problem that's right <laughs> europeans would tell us we use the wrong water in our toilets <laughs> something yeah yeah you're right but Hey, speaking of awkward stories, I, I want to flip it for a second. Go back to our first pod. Mm-hmm. 
what, 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 you know, we had, a um, which, which pod was it? Was it our first or our second one where we were talking about our stories? Mm. We had injuries and we had stories. So the, the f- anyway. first one was retail about oh, our retail. retail stories. All right. Yeah. We're going to retail. We're going to retail, retail stories. Okay. We're talking about awkward situations. Let's flip it for a second. Imagine from the perspective of the man that I saw pooping in that party aisle. Mm. Imagine he's telling us his story of how his awkward situation of how he could not make it to the bathroom and he had to he had to take his poop in the middle of the store and he didn't know how to react so he just stood up and walked out confidently from his point of view he would be saying i stood up and i just walked out confidently i didn't say a word it would be like me walking up to next next to somebody in the urinal just with confidence right yeah this dude he couldn't make it to the bathroom so he just pooped in the party aisle and he when he was done he was just saying this dude was watching me he didn't say anything to me the whole time he was watching me but when i was done i just zipped my pants up walked out with confidence you know, he would he would say that or the guy uh, that peed in the stock room where you were working. Yeah. And yeah. you walk back there and he has to mop up his own his own his pee. own pee from the back room. Imagine he tells the story of how his awkward situation of how he had to pee in this back room. And then all of a sudden someone walks out of the corner. Starts giving him the what for and then makes him mop it up. Yeah. That's, they're going to have their awkward moments from their perspective would just be hilarious. Oh, I, I, I can see that party all pooper guy already. He's just like, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't break eye contact with me. I, I was just in a desperate moment defecating on the floor and this guy would not break eye contact with me. He would not walk away. He watched me poop. <laughs> he didn't offer me any help or anything. So when I walked out, I didn't offer to clean it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Oh my God. But I mean, there's just so many awkward situations but i have a few from being a younger child um probably 15 or 16 and i tell you you can find yourself in some awkward situations i would dare say curb your enthusiasm larry david for anyone who's seen that type of situations when you ride on a greyhound bus halfway across the country okay bound to be some good stories okay. this one so I'm just going to go through some high level of some of these. And keep in mind, these are now stories from 18 years ago. So there's some foggy details. But um, I, I will say uh, I learned a lot about life. Uh, and I got myself into a few awkward situations riding on these Greyhound buses uh, across the country. And so um, I did uh, take them. Uh, to go see my now wife, so the romantic, ever the romantic. Mm-hmm. But as she hollers in the background, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't. But she would. Anyway, the um, I, I got to tell you. So one of these trips, uh, now I, it starts off. I'll tell you where it starts. It starts in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's okay. that's where my journey begins. I didn't live there, but we lived close. All right, so. It's my very first bus trip. 
I, again, I'm 15 years old, I think. Our bus is leaving really late at night. And, you know, this trip is like 18 hours long. So anyway, Mm -hmm. we're leaving. And I'm just sitting in this chair. Again, I barely get out anywhere. You know, 15, I really hadn't been to a lot of different places. All of a sudden, outside, there's this man and this woman in a fist fight. And just they just start grappling each other and rolling across the ground, just right out front of this bus station. And I'm I'm immediately just shell shocked, like, what is going on? Right. But so the very first thing that happens within the first hour, this man and this woman are fist fighting outside of the bus station and no one cares. No (laughs) one's doing anything. It's just normal yeah just a normal day at the greyhound but bus stop (laughs) that's right so i'm just like sitting there awkwardly like is anyone gonna do anything you know like these guys are fighting each other it's 11 o'clock at night anyway no one did anything and they just they got up and went about their way i don't know um so anyway this this trip um i think this particular trip here um the next stop that I get to, it goes down to Oklahoma City. So it goes south first, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it goes over into Arkansas and to Little Rock. And then it goes north uh, up to St. Louis. Um, so St. Louis is where I meet the next part of the book here uh, that I would write about my awkward situation. Um, so in St. Louis, I am off the bus and it's clearly like separated between certain groups of people okay there's there's no mingling going on mm-hmm. and so i'm you know i don't know how to behave myself in these situations you know i hadn't been in them before and you know of course you know i'm a young teenage kid that i don't know what to do so i find the very first open seat i can find next to whoever And I just sit there. Well, it just so happens to be next to a lady who fancies herself uh, some type of religious, um, you know, freedom fighter type of, you know, woman. um, To the point to where she is reading out of her Bible and um, she's handing out little, like, pocket Bibles. And she has, I guess now looking back, knowing what it was, it was either, you know, some you know, water that she feels, you know, that she says that she was blessed or, you know, oil she was using as like holy oil. Um, anyway, so she sits there and proceeds. And I have a, like a two hour layover here or more. Uh, and I am read several passages. For so for two hours, she is preaching to me and reading me passages out of this, uh, out of her Bible, and which again is is all oh, is fantastic. Um, however, again, at fifteen years old, I'm just like, uh, I just have to sit there and listen to her. I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know, like what, I, I get, <laughs> You know, and, and like the way she would read it and the things that she would say, she was clearly just like over the top, right? I mean, at, at one point, you know, she's reading, um, she's reading, um, 
you know, one a, a verse, and she just gets very passionate and just like she has her oil out. She just starts flicking it at me, right? So I got this oil like hitting me in the head. What you, you know, think like, is oil? Like, yeah, like being blood. <laughs> you know, like she just was like saying, you know, how she was like, you know, making sure none of the demons from the bus station got into me before I left because. You know, I had such a bright aura around me kind of thing. So anyway, uh, as a 15-year-old kid who had never been out anywhere, to experience that was tremendously awkward. I, had, I just sat there quietly. I probably said three words, and they were probably like, oh, yeah, cool, or oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. I had no idea what to do, what to say, anything. So anyway, a couple of hours go by and uh, anyway, finally able to leave and I get onto my next bus and there's a few, you know, cities along the way and it heads up to like Columbus, like um, Columbus, Ohio, and it's going up to the northeast up into Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And so along the way, you know, it's just like different people do different things on the bus, you know, different people that sit by you, they want to talk to you. And get to know you. Mm. And we go back to the situations we just were in a moment ago where it's yeah. like, I don't know what to say to these people. So very awkward because, you know, you, you're on this bus. So anyway. Um, Do you like soccer? That, <laughs> they're like, no, yeah, I don't like soccer. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's they, all I've got. <laughs> that's right. Because, you know, that that's what I would want to talk about at yep. that time. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I, I have one more here um, about a different um, bus ride and um th this particular one i had several i had several incidents um this particular trip also started in tulsa uh it went on to oklahoma city uh and then from oklahoma city uh we were delayed uh they were waiting on another bus to come to drop off some people because they were supposed to catch this bus to where we were going so we get to Little Rock, Arkansas. By this time, the bus that was supposed to pick my bus, me, off of my bus and the passengers catching that connection, that bus left. They didn't wait because now our bus was late. They didn't wait for us. They left. So now the next time I can catch anything is six hours later. Oh, gosh. The only thing they had was they had one bus coming through that was going in that same direction, but they took priority passengers. And that, of course, wasn't me because I was like 16 years old and, you know, just a kid. Like, I wasn't a priority. You know, they were looking at like elderly customers and stuff. This is back during like, you don't even have all these fancy mobile phones yet right like you don't have much I entertainment mean, we're talking six hours at a greyhound bus stop yeah like okay uh, I, i'm talking like rate the razor was probably the most advanced piece of technology <laughs> back then and my entertainment was a teal game boy color oh well you with, were set you were set what did you have what game, i was set what game did you have is that a question i had pokemon red all right. You had no worries, I my friend. I was ready. And I had a C I had a CD player uh with um full sets of replacement batteries ready to go. Oh. So, man, I was good. Anyway, we uh so now I have to sit there awkwardly 
you know, for six hours or so till the next bus comes. Okay. So we go from, um, the little rock in through Memphis. We didn't stop in Memphis looking back now. Great. I'm glad we didn't really, I didn't have to do anything in Memphis. I think the bus stopped, picked up some people or whatever, but I'd have to get out. But anyway, it goes over to Birmingham and then uh, from Birmingham, it goes to Atlanta. And now this is where things get worse for me. Um, so I get to Atlanta and by this time, my bus was like eight hours, nine hours delayed. The route that would have carried me or had anything to do with me was gone, right? It was like, it was already like an 18 hour trip. Okay. And I was already, you know, 24 hours or more into it. Like we were just so far behind. Anyway, they knew that it was behind. And by the time I got there, I had customer service. I had to wait in line. They didn't understand my ticket, how, what route it was. They didn't understand any of it. So they looked back in their database, go through customer service stuff. And finally they just reissued me a ticket hmm. um, to head the direction that I needed to go. Well, all right. So fine. That was, that was tough enough. So I make my way over to the gate, sit down, my, set my stuff down. And for several minutes was talking to these very sweet elderly ladies, right? It was the least awkward person, people to sit by. Cause you always look around, right? When you look in a crowd and you're like, Oh God, where am I going to sit? Right. That's your awkward situation. They're like, where do I sit? And so you find like the least threatening person or people, right? Yeah. So that's what I did. Sat down to these very lovely elderly ladies. So anyway, set my bag down and, uh, I don't know, 30, 20, 30 minutes go by and it's about time for us to start loading. And I just stand up with the ladies and all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden this guy, uh, buff, big, like sculpted guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this guy. This guy lifts, bro. If you ask, does he lift? He lifts. Um, as a matter of fact, I wish I could find it. But after this incident happened uh, that I'm going to tell you about, um, I actually have a, I had back in the day also disposable camera, you know, the kind that you spin the little wheel on, like click, 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 click. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you got to spin the little wheel and then, and then it like powers up like, Burr old school for us and that tells you like the little flash is working you know mm -hmm. um so i had i took a picture of this guy from inside of my bus just to remember this guy anyway he comes up behind me and like his forearm like hits me kind of in the back a little bit like a little shove whatever and he's like in my face telling me that i cut in line i cut his spot in line i i cut in front of him right wow. he's like you cut in front of me in this line I'm supposed to be next, right? Or like no one was next. We were just in this long line waiting to go out the door to load onto this bus. And he's just saying that I cut him in line. He is just in my face, much bigger than me. Okay, and I'm probably about six foot at that time. I started growing a little bit, you know. Now, nah, probably not even yet. I sort of started growing a little bit later in life. But anyway, this guy was much larger than I was, screaming in my face that I cut him in line and I didn't. The only thing I think that saved me was those elderly ladies. I'm telling you in their seventies, probably riding this bus step in front of this old man and tell him that 
I did not do that and tell him to get out of my face. Oh, so I had these women so step up and rescue my tail from this guy who certainly would have uh, beat me to a pulp for sure. Mm. But just like just out of nowhere, I mean, just came at me. So that was awful. But that isn't where it stopped. City of Atlanta blessed me one more time. The ticket that they gave me dropped me off in a little suburb just outside of Atlanta. I do not remember the name, but I do know that it is somewhere that I did not belong. And uh, as a young kid or as someone who didn't live there, I shouldn't have been there. And so uh, this ticket had me dropping off at that station where there was supposed to be someone like, I guess there was supposed to be some bus that was connecting, but apparently it didn't connect for several hours later. Hmm. Cause again, remember my, my route didn't exist anymore. Yeah. It didn't connect till several hours later. This bus stop did not open. It was locked. Yeah. It shut down overnight. It shut down. That's, that's the neighborhood I was in. So I don't have a cell phone. Okay. I don't. Thankfully, we still remembered telephone numbers back then. Oh yeah. And I was able to remember, uh, again, my now wife, uh, but at the time, you know, a little girlfriend, um, her, I was able to remember her mother's telephone number just due to that's the phone number that we would call her. Maybe it was her house phone. I don't remember. But whatever phone number we used to communicate, yeah. I remembered it. And I had a few coins and I called from a pay phone to tell them where I was. And I had to describe to them where I was because I didn't have any idea. Again, so they're looking up on like Yahoo Maps and printing it out. And like, remember going back to Yahoo and stuff. So anyway, hang up. It's getting dark and they are four hours away. So I have to wait for four hours at this place. And when I tell you, I was hiding. Okay. The bench I was in, I wasn't sitting on the bench. I was behind the bench between the bench and the wall hiding for almost four hours. There were different times when people would come up and sit on the bench and I just kept my eyes closed. Like I don't know what I, if I was pretending to sleep or like if I just keep my eyes closed, they won't know I'm here. But just random people wow. come up and sit on the bench. Uh, at one point, I think I like crouched into like this little corner between like where the wall met the doorway. Like it sort of like sunk in a little bit. So like the wall of the building was there, but like you took a couple steps up into like where the door would be. So there was like a little stoop there and like, so I kind of went up there and like slunk back into the corner as if like, it's so dark that no one can see me, you know, like, so if I just hide back in this little corner, no one will notice me. I did a lot of these little things to try and hide while people walked by of different natures and different volumes of their voices and uh, different things they were saying. That was one of the scariest things that I had ever been through was, yeah, I was about to say that, then waiting. That's a scary moment there. That's scary, but also kind of awkward. So anyway, finally they get there four or five hours later and uh, pick me up. But I wish I could remember every little thing about those uh, trips because there were just some interesting people that I met and I'm sure conversations 
Um, but uh, th those are some of the awkward situations I got myself into as I made my way as a teenager halfway across the country on a Greyhound bus. Yeah. So sorry to tell all those long stories, but those are some awkward situations that I felt like I just needed to put out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the the big buff guy when you're around the old ladies, that that's definitely awkward. You're, you're just like trying to like, I'm just with grandma. Like everything's fine. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know how I butt in front of him in line <laughs> then holy water lady she probably some witch and just cursed you for your trip <laughs> yeah so i mean something but i'm kidding yeah. but i don't i don't know man but it, like i had some crazy just situations say like, the only thing that saved me was my my game boy color and um my D, my cd player what was your what so, was your music of choice back then? What, what were you jamming out to? Okay, so yeah, side note there, uh, my my number one choice CD back then was uh, a band called Simple Plan. Hmm, okay. Um, I, I I now have to go back and look up some of their songs, but they was a rock band. Oh yeah, I know you're talking uh, not, about. Not yeah, not as hard as say like Three Days Grace or anything, but like. They were like uh, the you know, rock band. right there with like the good Charlottes and stuff like that. Probably yes, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. the genre right mm -hmm. there, good Charlotte, that kind of stuff. But so yeah, I mean, I had some of that. I probably had some Creed in there. Um, I, I'm absolutely sure there was yeah. some Journey and Aerosmith going on. Yeah, uh, but you know, Creed, but, Creed simple, was a big one back then. Creed was huge. Yeah, but but Simple Plan, I think. That CD was I, I listened to that one a lot. So for some reason, I was really into that one. Probably was uh, kind of hit home, you know, being a teenager. Maybe I feel like that was like the, so. the music of the teenagers. So. Yeah, maybe so. What else do we have here in our awkward situation conversation, buddy? Well, um, I could think of a kind of like a funny little uh, awkward moment that happened to me when I was working in retail this lady come up to the counter this is just a quick one this lady was coming up to the counter and she had her hands just like full of a bunch of stuff and just like avalanches it all onto the counter right and so i ring her all up and i'm just like i, f I think the comment i made was i wish i would have known you were getting all this stuff i, I would have got you a like a little hand basket you know i, I would have brought it to you and she was like oh no it's all right i've got i've got six kids i'm used to juggling stuff and for some reason my return response was i could tell <laughs> and didn't think through the, what that could mean to a female <laughs> by saying that um and i could tell all i could That's think like... was this lady just i just threw the most worst thing i could say to this lady that probably made her super self-conscious and think like what do i look like i've had six kids like <laughs> that's like it's like saying those things like if uh like like you accidentally say thanks you to somebody you know you had the s to thanks you yeah or um someone just says all right well the waitress says uh, i hope you enjoy your food and you just say you too yeah yeah or or <laughs> that you, kind of stuff or um i don't know if this has ever happened to you it hasn't happened to me but it happened to my wife one time and a lady came in my wife used to work at an ice cream shop and this is when she was a lot younger 
and the lady came in, ordered a bunch of food and stuff, and my wife mistakenly thought she was expecting a baby Mm-mm. and asked, um, when are you due? And the lady was not expecting. <laughs> and the conversation went from that to everything's on the house. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, that's one of those lessons you just learn so hard in life. Either, either you watch someone else learn it the hard way and you're like, oh, thank goodness that happened to that person. I'm going to make sure that never happens to me. Or you're the person that learns it the hard way. Yeah, I learned from that my wife so... doing that. So when she told me about that, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm so glad you told me about that because I would have done the same thing to somebody yeah, one day. I'm thinking about little kids doing stuff like that, like saying things that are awkward, like when they accidentally call their teacher mom. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just the other day, just the other day, I was in the grocery store with with my wife and daughter. Um, my daughter is a toddler, as you know, but to everybody else out there, she's a, she's um, a toddler. And we were waiting at the register for the cashier to ring all of our stuff up. And uh, an older gentleman gets in line behind us. I'm up by the, almost like the bagging area of, you know, the cashier register area. And my wife and daughter are back towards the conveyor belt end. And my daughter is super sweet and feels the need to talk to everybody. She hasn't quite mastered stranger danger yet. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And she's talking to this guy. And for some reason, I don't know why. And I didn't hear this conversation going on at the time. But my daughter decides to tell this man that her daddy likes to wear dresses. (laughs) And the gentleman responds with, the gentleman responds with, huh, um, is that your daddy right up there? And, I then hear that. I hear this man say, is that your daddy up there? Not knowing the context of the conversation. And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like waving at him, smiling, not realizing that the the, the conversation had just finished with this man, my daddy, he likes to wear dresses. (laughs) (laughs) She just decided just to say that. Yeah. And I mean, I know everybody (sighs) out there, like, I know what you're thinking. I'm lying, but I swear to you, I have not been wearing dresses. I, I will say that I do let my daughter... Ha- like have the fun of putting makeup on her daddy's face you know just for mm-hmm. for the fun and laughs and um and i think it's very sweet yeah. but man i have oh, no man. idea where she got the dress thing from oh and- look if we had if we had people share their stories and i guarantee you we're gonna hear um some of the most awkward things that kids have said out loud i mean oh, yeah. i have we, we have some stories that probably are inappropriate to tell that kids do like kids are just kids and they will just say or stare or like mm-hmm. do something in situations that would just traumatize you right all the only thing you're hoping in those situations is is that that person has a great sense of humor oh yeah. right? and that they know that the kids are just kids like they just say funny things oh yeah i mean i told you about that one time that I was in a grocery store again with my daughter and some um, elderly gentleman was walking by us and he just had this natural scowl to his face, you know, cause I'm sure he may have had a lot on his mind or something. And my daughter just no filter. <laughs> Daddy, do you see that mean man? 
and I have to just like scold her in the moment and just be like, honey, you don't say those kinds of things. But man, was that awkward because that guy gave me a look of just if he could have done harm with me through his look, he he definitely did harm to me in that mm-hmm. moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right, man. Kids will just no filter. They'll say anything yeah. that's on their mind, especially at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are in. They are incredible. Uh, they they are awkward situations. They teach the 101 class on. I think they speak to each other at times on how to put their parents in awkward situations. Yep. It's an it's it's incredible. I've got one more for you, and and then I will I'll shut up. I, and I'll be done with my awkward moments that I've prepared for this moment. This is a biggie. I feel like I may have told you about this before, but if not, that's fine. Um, I'm ready. At a social gathering is what I'll call it. And it is a formal gathering. And a particular gentleman approaches me uh, in formal clothing. I'm in formal clothing. And he says, um, would you mind taking a photo of me? And hands me his cell phone. And of course, I'm like, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. I'll definitely do that. Gives me his phone. He goes over towards the nearest like wall to kind of, you know, start straightening up his tie and getting ready for the photo. And then I look down at his phone to prepare myself to take the photo. And that's when I realize that the last photo he has taken you know, on smartphones, it displays it down at the bottom <laughs> corner. Oh, no. The last photo that he has taken is a picture of himself, his special places, and full mast. We have a pitch tent, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> staring back at me while I have to take a photo of this gentleman. And what do you say in this moment at a formal gathering around many people? I had to, for lack of a better term, suck it up and take this man's photo with this in my face. <laughs> I just, I, I can tell you what I would have done. I would have no reaction. I would take the photo, hand him back the phone and just say, congratulations and walk off. I initially thought it was a joke. So when I see it, I I dropped the phone down to my waist and I'm like in shock and almost just like chuckling. And I say to the guy like, and I'm like, oh, are you? And I'm like kind of stumbling through my words, trying to like wait for him to be like, ah, I got you, you know. But no, he has no idea what I'm seeing on his phone. He has no clue that I have this visual and I have to just, like I said, lack of a better term, suck it up and take the photo. <laughs> and to this day, I am scarred from that moment. Well, I hope even under the extreme circumstances, you were able to perform well. It was a solid photo. <laughs> solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're into the puns. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. They just... There's just so many awkward situations that people can get themselves into. I mean, like when you're go like again, like growing up when you're in school, like if you just fart in school, people hear it, people smell it, mm-hmm. awkward stuff. 
or back to the I beginning mean, of the pod like we're talking about you know stuff that hormonal young men go through uh, yeah sometimes that, that's right that, you know that'll hit a young man at school sometimes and yeah, different things hit at different times and there's not much sure. controlling it sometimes <laughs> that's right but like other things you know you mentioned your toddler good I've good got. good segue <laughs> right <laughs> i've got a co- I, you know obviously uh i've got a couple of children as well yeah and the OBGYN visits mm. are not comfortable situations. No. I mean, you know you're there for a reason, and there's a doctor, but I don't know. It's just something about you not, that situation is never going to be comfortable. No. It's not supposed to be comfortable for anybody. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I haven't experienced it from the the father aspect of um of what you're describing. Of like, I'm guessing you had to be obviously present in the room as. I'll, well, I'll tell you. Um, so we had a situation where we needed to try to help induce labor. So they had this um, bulb. Uh, this little bulb that's supposed to be inserted. Oh, you're talking and... about, okay, okay. You totally lost me. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about OBGYN visits with your kids because we talked about, you were talking about toddlers and, and your kids, and then you went into talking about OBGYN, and I thought you were telling me that you <laughs> were being the, the obviously the parent guardian in the room while the doctor is doing an OBGYN visit mm. on your daughter child young daughter child um, minor and you had to be present in the room you totally lost me there we can completely gotcha. work her work around this um yeah uh but yeah let's uh pick back up uh just talking about going into OBGYN and we'll go from there i'm sorry <laughs> that's why i was like uh have we mentioned uh that we put ourselves into awkward situations yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to chalk this up these last three minutes up to one of those yeah oh gosh okay so i'm in here i'm in OBGYN with my wife thank you and her water breaks in the middle of the procedure to try to induce labor so the water breaks all over this like 70 year old OBGYN man the water her water breaks like just all over this guy like onto his shoes and like all kind of stuff was going on so i think on behalf of her she probably felt awkward in that situation but uh, it's just a part of life part of life but that still was awkward because you know i was in the room as well and it's like you just you never feel comfortable whenever the doctor says all right you're gonna feel some pressure that's that's never a good sign and i'm like oh man god (laughs) no it's just those those situations are so awkward every time every time i mean and awkward for us i mean you think about it's it's awkward for us it's awkward it's awkward for everybody i think i mean i mean I, I mean, we, I think we got the easy side of it though with those situations. Yeah, we got the easy side. We got the easy side for sure. And I, I, now I'm going to wrap it up with this: as your child gets older, just be careful 
when you're helping to fold clothes, okay? That's all I'm going to say. You don't want to put yourself in an awkward situation. So as your child gets older, don't make so many jokes about things that you think might be your wife's that may potentially not be Yeah. when you're helping to fold laundry. Like Just there's yeah. a time and place where you got to be careful with that. And so pick and choose. I'm just here for you, bud. I'm going to learn that situation the hard way, which I already did, and just teach it to you and say, don't learn it the hard way. Just take advice. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that in a movie before, too. I don't remember what movie it was, but yeah, that's uh, I feel for you, buddy. That's a that's a rough one. If if it's what I think it it was that happened. Gosh, but hey, man, feel like uh, we've gone through quite a few awkward situations. Got me feeling some flashback moments of awkwardness. So I could write a book on awkward moments, however you want to put it. But this, I feel like this is a good book, man. And if you're ready to close it, shut it down. You got any last stories to share? Now's the time to do so. No. The only other awkward situations I would have would be involving myself putting my wife into embarrassing, awkward situations. Mm-hmm. And I do it enough, so I'm not going to bring it up here. All right. Save it. Save it for when maybe she's on the on the show with us one day. We'll, we'll That's right. Put her on blast in front of everybody and, and get things awkward. That's right. But hey, man, it's been another great episode in my opinion um i look forward to hearing feedback from everybody out there on their awkward moments and hopefully we can have that library that library episode real soon where we share mm-hmm. comments from people in our library also known as our email which is icwbpodcast@gmail.com we'll share some of those awkward moments that some of you out there would like to share with us and maybe any other stories, and and hopefully we'll have that library episode soon. I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. But all right, man. I will catch you next time. Have a wonderful evening. All right, man. Well, I think we're ending this episode in an appropriate, awkward kind of manner. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll catch you later, bud. All right, later, man. Yo, what's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great time listening to the I Could Write a Book podcast. If you want to share your feedback with us, please do so. Um, You can reach out to us on Twitter at ICWBpod. We also have an email address. It's ICWBpodcast at gmail.com. That's ICWBpodcast at gmail.com. We really look forward to hearing from some of you and hopefully getting one of you on the show in the future. So have a great one. See you.